Warning, the BroCR Supercast contains adult content, explicit language, and questionable judgment about the sport of obstacle course racing. You've been warned. We tried. We did it. We tried. Welcome to the BroCR Supercast. It's like a podcast, but also super cool. Now let's dive into the mud and see what's going on this week in the world of obstacle course racing. And welcome to the Supercast. Woo woo. Leah. Jacob. What are you doing? I just got back from an awesome workout. Um, awesome. We're a little late recording the Supercast, but for our listeners, it is happy Tuesday morning. Um, yeah. It's been, yeah, it was a good weekend. It was, you know, a, a good weekend of racing and activities for us, but. Um, also the sport in general, but, you know, before all that, we just want to obviously again, thank everybody, um, who's listening. Um, some reviews are coming in, which is super cool. And we Guys, love, we love to you. see thank them you so much. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, if you haven't yet taken the time to give us a review or rating, we would greatly appreciate that. It rocks my socks all the way to the washing machine, guys. Thank you so much. It, um, <laughs> it's it's really, really great hearing all the feedback from the community. And we're just really excited to bring you some more content here and just and more stuff because we're learning things about the community. We're learning things that you guys want to hear. And it's it's fun. This is a blast for us. Well, speaking of fun, so today was April Fool's Day. Uh, what was your April Fool of the day? So my children bless their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I work from home, so I am spared for the most part from, you know, real life interaction. Um, my kids are on spring break this week and bless their hearts. They tried so hard to get me all day long Did today. Um, you know, it's funny. They must have Googled, you know, top 10 pranks because oh I God. got the cellophane on the toilet seat. I uh, got um, classic, classic. I got the tape over the remote control sensor so that when I turned the TV on, the volume was, you know, at a bazillion. It's always a good um, one. My daughter almost got me with a full glass of water tipped upside down on the countertop. And I'm not really sure how you set that one up, but... I've got some ideas. By, yeah, I don't know how she did it, but there was a glass of water that had water inside of it upside down on the counter. So that if I were to pull the cup up, water would, would get everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. But where where her flaw was was she made a little bit of a mess around the cup. I uh... guess getting it in that. So when I saw the cup upside down, I saw the mess around it first, and I was like, "Aha!" So I Being an engineer that. and a prankster, I would say she probably put a piece of paper, flipped it over, and then squished the paper out real quick, and was like, "Ha ha! Here it goes!" and runs away. Right. Maybe. And then in doing so, dragged some water with her. So she she got busted that way. And then my son took a Sharpie marker and drew on the toilet paper roll. And he says it was so that I would think there was already poop on the paper before I used it. That's a new one. That was new to me. I don't know if that was concocted in his little brain, but that was... That was what I was dealing with today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the one that I tried to pull on people today, and I did have one or two people message me and ask me, wait, is this really happening? Was that Jacob Bosecker was going to stop making videos and podcasts and just start live streaming video games. 
Well, that would be a crappy reality. Like, that's just my life now. I'm just going to play Apex Legends, and um, yeah, I'm just going to live stream. Let me tell you, some of those live streamers make some bank, though. They can make some bank. Let me tell you, I suck at Apex Legends, and I would not make bank. Uh, It would just be like a comic thing. (laughs) No, it's mind-boggling to me the hours my son can sit at a computer screen staring at these watching other people play video games oh my god what is what's the game what's the game watch that he has to go after fortnite fortnite and who does he watch play um he watches dan tdm okay and he watches marshmallow okay ninja and Ninja, some other guy with a British accent that says bad words that he gets in trouble for listening to. Classic, classic. <laughs> so Bosecker plays Apex Legends occasionally and plays as the robot named Pathfinder. So that's that's all my people need to know. And those it's I'm really bad. I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but later this summer when it comes out, well, it's out now, but I need to make a video for it. I am going to do a live stream of me and some friends here at my house playing this new horrible video game that's out from, when I say horrible, probably the, the, um, the community there that's big fans of American Ninja Warrior are probably going to come after me. But the American Ninja Warrior game that just came out, it doesn't look good, guys. <laughs> it looks <laughs> I mean, really bad. Really? Are you going to expect, like, epic gaming proportions here i mean no shame i'm on just you. gonna i'm just gonna like put it on bro cr so people can laugh at it <laughs> i mean well, hey you know it's kind of what we do that's exactly fun. what we do <laughs> that is exactly what we do and we have fun doing it yeah, speaking of do. having fun at doing things leah you got to run savage race over the weekend i did and let me tell you i i love savage race and i have a great to race really I really have to give Savage Race props because I really feel like they figured out the equation. I think Savage Race Mm -hmm. is the perfect balance of running and distance and obstacle difficulty and innovation. They really just hit the head on on the, the, the nail on the head. I mean, so did you run both days? I did not. Okay. I actually had a friend come into town um, for the weekend, and she was leaving on Sunday, so it would kind of be a little bit of a dick move for me to. That makes know, sense. That makes sense to, to, to ditch, ditch her. out. Yeah. So I was there on Saturday, which, in retrospect, was probably awesome because Saturday, let me tell you, was gorgeous. It was uh, a beautiful seventy to eighty degree weather. By the see, end we of got the day. rain here. Oh, it was so oh, beautiful, God. and then Sunday we got your rain. So okay, I'm looking so at the down. pictures from the people who ran on Sunday and I'm hearing tales of frozen fingers and sopping wet obstacles and misery. So I'm glad I was there on Saturday. That's fair. That's fair. But okay, so how long was the course? Okay, so the course was just over six miles. Okay. Um, I okay. think Classic. I clocked like 6.34 something on my okay. garment. How many obstacles? 26. Six, I believe. It's a great number. That's, um, that's very dense. Yes, it's a good number. There's a very good balance of running and, and obstacles. There wasn't any, um, you know, really long stretches of running. And what was really nice, so Savage has used this venue for mm-hmm. 
um, two years now, maybe three. Okay. And they come twice in the year. So I personally have raced. Uh, this was my fourth Savage at this venue. God, it makes me think um, back to like the days of MGG and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's parts of you that are kind of like, oh boy, here we go. Same thing. And I have to say this time. They totally changed it up. There were hills. Really? I didn't know there were hills where they were. That's we awesome. went a totally different backwards way. It was like a brand new course. So that was awesome. That's exciting. There was the three new obstacles there. Okay. So what were those? Okay. So the first one was called um, piece of queso, I think. Piece of cheese. Okay. That's like Something the floating like walls, but cheese walls. Yes. Okay. So the way it was set up, um, and this one was kind of awkward. I got through it on the first try without a problem but it wasn't very fluid let's say so there were i believe maybe three floating walls and in between each wall there's like a nunchuck or a rope or something a piece of the sheets that they used to use on on holy sheets oh okay yep yep so i don't know if they still have that obstacle in existence but it just it wasn't here in georgia so it was a floating wall that looked like swiss cheese a hanging little piece of sheet, a wall, a sheet, a wall, a sheet, a bell. Walls and sheets. <laughs> Walls and sheets. Walls and um, sheets. So, but but the walls were facing sideways. Yep. So it was kind of awkward. Um, okay. But it was fun. I liked it. Okay. Second um, obstacle. Second obstacle was called chopsticks. Um, and That's it was like the, the, the giraffe traverse is what I call it from the Northman race. The Legaff. So that's what I was anticipating, right? I was anticipating it being like that, but it wasn't really so much like that. Okay. Um, It was, it was honestly, it was really easy. I was kind of disappointed, but basically it was a pole, but it was like a a two by four. It was a piece of wood, like a, you know, vertical thing. Yeah. Hanging from a tress. Um, And then on the bottom of the pole was on either side, a block to stand on. Okay, so you did have a, a structure to stand on then. Yeah, and it was on both sides, and it was a pretty okay. Block, so so you, you had a good stable platform there. Then. Totally. Okay. And you swung on this thing to the next one, and then transitioned from those blocks to the next blocks, and then you did that like four or five times. Okay, Obstacle, that's not that bad. in my opinion, would be way better taking away at least one of the blocks, maybe having one of the boards with no blocks. Making you alternate and... Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you almost a little bit this of a one you could something. almost like walk from block to block. So. Uh. Yeah. That's that's a no point. Starting point, but I'd like to see them step that one up a little. Okay. Bit. Okay. And the third new obstacle. The third new obstacle was called inversion therapy, inversion something or other. That's um, like the low rate thing. One, yeah. Okay. So it was really cool. So it was over water. Um, traditionally where on this course, they usually put twirly bird. So they move twirly bird over ground and they put this one instead over this pit of water Okay, and it was really low. And so you approach it and the top of the truss is probably like normal people knee height, I guess. All right. But you're, <laughs> um, <little>. and <laughs> yeah, I'm littler than that. <laughs> and there was like, so picture like a um a regular metal pipe, like a you know, like a regular pipe dreams pipe. Yep, yep. So you gotta get underneath it okay. and pull your feet up and traverse across kind of like a Tyrolean traverse. Okay, yeah, on a pipe. Okay. 
Yep, on the pipe. So you go halfway across this thing, then there's a transition period um, where there's a truss thing where you go from that pipe and you transition to the next pipe. But the next one is, again, another metal pipe, but one long PVC pipe on top of that pipe. So, so the PVC is fatter and it spins. Uh, yes. Okay, so it spins. Okay. So it made the transition a little more awkward because you're not supposed to grab the truss. So you're like you're shimmying. To get... Right, so you're shimmying okay. on the skinny thing, and then you got to get from the skinny one to the fat one that's rolling now. And also soaking wet because people splashed up on it. And the last thing you want is two people on that spinning one at the same time. Exactly. So, so then you shimmy down. across to the end of it and you hit the bell and then you... Then boom, you're out. You then you run away. So, right. So that one was cool. That I is cool. That that's, that's interesting. That was cool. The transition like that is exactly what you're talking about, though. Like, that changes the whole game. Oh, yeah. There was tons of people right there of that transition that were splashing in the water. Yep. Because if you just reached out and grabbed that next pipe thinking it was stable it spun your foot slipped and in the water you, you know and that's the cool thing about obstacles like that you can put a small transition area where things just mm -hmm. change enough and it's going to really change the game on people well that's i mean they did that um last year when they pulled out the new sawtooth sawtooth is theoretically the same thing that it's always been but they adjusted the middle part of yeah. that where it dips down and up. And it's just a little bit steeper and, and a bigger reach. And just doing that has changed it. Plus, now that it's on those metal bars, it's got some give. Man, I... Whereas the old structure was a big solid wooden yep. thing. So it was easier. I've got to get out and do another Savage Race. It's just... You definitely I do. I it's have to say, I'm... I was very impressed. I mean, they've got a lot of obstacles. They do. There's, some, there's a good mix of fun, like, you know, fun high jump into the waters and fire jumpers. Nice. And then there's the mix of the difficulty ones. I mean, Twirly Bird is rough. You've got Sawtooth that's difficult. You know, there's, there's, some, there's some harder things. There. Now, I've told you my story on Wheel World, haven't I? Oh, yeah. Wheel World's there, too, which they made harder as well. Really? Wheel World, they have just, again, another minor tweak to it. Used to be, like, you know, you get up on the wheels, four wheels across, maybe five, and you're on the other side, no big deal. Now, the very last wheel doesn't take you to shore. The very last wheel, you have to then transition to a rope. I did see that. I did see that. And then shimmy down the rope. And I'll tell you, I almost lost my, that's, I almost fell in the water going from that last wheel to that rope just because it's an awkward transition it is it, it changes like your grip strength it changes kind of your direction and it's it, mm -hmm. it's a little weird so i so what were you saying no you didn't tell me a wheel no no story. no so back in the day i actually helped garfield griffiths and um tj shantu back in the day when we were working with yep. some go native stuff on developing world world Okay. Yeah, I knew I knew that was like Garfield's brainchild. Yeah, it was one of Garfield's brainchilds. I I got to help him and uh, TJ Shanto at that at Go Native, which um, rest in peace, Go Native. You guys are were awesome. Um, <laughs> great uh, OCR gym here in the Cincinnati area that is now gone, unfortunately, but it was yeah. a great place. Cool. But yeah. Good. Good yeah. times. You need to you do you need to do a savage. I, I really, really think go. you would you would enjoy I've done it a one lot. Before it's been like four years, but man, it was it was a blast. 
they you know they they are very consistent i think savage has done a great job um expanding in the market without biting off more than they they've can. never overstepped their many, reach exactly how many races have we seen just blow up and go from two races to 20 races and then two years later they're gone i've never seen somebody come back also from a savage race and say man that was a really crappy race no, no. I mean, and every time I look Savage, it's, it's, it's one of those feelings of, man, why don't I do those more often? Yeah. Like, they're tough and they're good. I ended and they're up fun. coming out with a third. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, I ended up coming out third place in my age Perfect. group. Um, they give awesome swag. And, it's, um, it's, and their merch tent is respectably priced. Dude, I got a um, hood, one of those um, sleeveless hoodies that I love so yeah. much. Um, and it was only, I think, $35 or $40. Which, and that was like a premium you know, item. To, and it's a, nice, it's a nice piece of clothing. I should have I, told I like you to pick me up a Savages F shirt. Are, are oh, we yeah. allowed to curse on Brociar? <laughs> we, we, hey, we have the warning. We warn We do. Them, I'll put the warning in this one. Yeah, I want a Savages fuck shirt. I really need one. Yeah. I need a they, Savages I, fuck I bought shirt. a Savages fuck patch. That's awesome. Put on my patch so. So. So, let's, so there's some other events this Well, before too. we go there, I want to talk about back-to-back winners, Leah. Back-to-back. Oh. Woodsy duh. and Miracle back-to-back. Yeah. Both days. So, so that this was the thing. So sticking on Savage. So going into Savage, um, anyone who has done a Savage or, or has heard of Savage knows the name Yuri Force. Yep, Yuri and Air Yuri, Force. Yuri, uh, and Air Force Ken. I'm pretty sure that Yuri could surround at least two rooms in his house perimeter with axes. Yuri is like, a tank. He is a great guy. He's a little quiet. Yep, he's kind of Mr. Savage Man. Like, yeah. everybody knows him as, you know, the guy who wins the Savages. And He's a great dude. And Georgia is his hometown yep. race. Yep. Um, so, going into this... You gotta, you gotta put some money on Yuri. Going into any Savage, really, I think everyone just kind of assumes Yuri's gonna win. Well, all of a sudden, we hear announcements that Ryan Woods is coming down. And Woods loves a good race in Savage. Ryan does, and I believe I saw him say somewhere that he was undefeated at Savage coming into this race. Ooh. So that obviously, you know, got some heads turning. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Yuri, Mr. Savage, or Ryan Woods, who's now Team Spartan? Although he was Bro CR Pro Team first. He's still Pro Team. He's no, 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 no. He is still freaking Bro CR Pro Team. <laughs> yeah, he was with us first. Let's just make we sure. We still that claim you, Woods, if you're listening right now. <laughs> you're so, <laughs> you know, everybody was looking at, you know, is it going to be Yuri? Is it going to be Ryan? And then all of a sudden, head started turning to, to the female field. Yeah, because you had Miracle show up. You had um, what's Rachel Corgliana, Air Force Ken's wife. Yeah. Um, and then um, Jamie, who's also another huge Alexander Savage Walker. face. And Alexander Walker. Good showing. Said she was coming but too. Once again, Alexander Walker and Nicole Merkel, Rosie, our pro team. We love you girls. <laughs> once again, that's, yes, absolutely. So here comes race day and all kinds of chatter. And turns out 
at the end of the at the end of the race, Ryan Woods, Nicole Miracle on top, Savage Pro Team, Brociar Pro Team, and now taking home access. Taking home access and then turn around and repeat it the next day in the blitz. Yeah. So how long is the blitz? Um, I believe it's about three miles. It's like a five k. Yeah, I think I'm, I think that that's their goal is right around three miles. That's great. And I will say, so I was looking at it. So the the regular Savage was what what I say like just over six yeah, miles six and, and it was twenty six obstacles. Yep, yep. The Blitz was like twenty three. Like they only took out like three or four obstacles. So it's like obstacle, 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 obstacle. Right. That and the ones sucks. they took out, <laughs> yes. And like the ones they took out, they took out um shriveled Richard, which is the, the ice, ice bath. bath. Yeah. They Smart took game. out the um, Davy Jones's locker, okay, so which is the that takes high time. jump yeah. thing, right? And they took out, I think, like the fire jump, and that's not a lot, maybe, right? And maybe one other like weenie, nothing obstacle. I need to go see some blitz actions because this just they left fun. <laughs> yeah, they left every major obstacle in the blitz. To have a three mile race with like over 20 obstacles that are intense like that, that is insane. Like you gotta have a good day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They weren't, like I said, they the the ones they took out were like the wimpy little gimme ones. Anything that required any technical skill skill. or technique. Yeah. Yeah, they were all in there. And it was cold and raining and slippery as hell. And frozen fingers, and there were lots of bands lost. Oh, that's that's just awesome. That's great. And that's I, I just need to make myself my way out to another one. That's you definitely do. That's just the for case. sure. That's just the case. Which, speaking of which, and if people are not aware, I did see. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that Savage comes to Georgia twice a year. Um, the second race was September 21st, 22nd weekend, but I did see Sam, um, who's the, you know, owner mm-hmm. of, of Savage, announced just a little while ago, earlier today, that that September race date, for those of you standing on that race, that September race date has now been changed, and he assures us it is not an April Fool's joke. It has been updated on the website. There were some scheduling conflicts. And that date has now been moved from September to October 26th, 27th weekend. Okay, so you heard so that here on Bruce already ER. registered, Yeah, so if you're already registered for that, um, it's moving out. Uh, Sam made a post in all the Savage boards explaining kind of what your options are. So check. Yeah, guys, check that out. You know, be aware of the time change, the, the date change. Change to later in October, which could also change things with um temperature because georgia you never know what you're gonna get oh especially that late in the year yeah. especially with everything that we saw last year at wtm exactly interesting well i'm not gonna make that one probably because i'll be planning some crazy distances by then but yeah. Yeah. um you know guys check that out uh keep yourself aware keep yourself knowledgeable and just um you know help them out because savage is cool yep for sure so over the weekend, I did another lesser cool thing. I just, I well, it's I, I no, it was a it. super cool thing. Uh, I still love my Wim Hof method, guys. Um, <clears throat> so for those who know me, I did another Wim Hof meditation class, and it was actually ran by 
a guy here who works for Indiana State and works um, there as a biochemist. So what is the Wim Hof? What are uh, we talking about? You know, I'm not going to go deep into it, but it's a three peer, it's a three pillar kind of like meditation, mindfulness, and cold water immersion therapy training that I've been doing for practicing for about a year now. Right. So and, the, the key part of that is the cold work is I think what most people in our sport know about would it from the cold water. interested in is that cold water stuff. I think so, but also I think the I think the breathing techniques would be one of the most beneficial things, but I'm actually considering now going and getting certified next year um, and training in Mount Hood, Oregon to, to be um, an, an instructor of this program. So That'd be awesome. I think it'd be good. And kind of my hope for it is these races that I go to, like on Friday night, if I show up the night before, I can get somewhere and hold like a little mini seminar. Well, that would be cool. And teach people, you know, some benefits of that mindfulness training and some of the breathing stuff that I've learned and some of the, like, maybe put together a tub and teach people like, okay, you can sit in this tub now and it's going to help you sleep that night. Great. Well, Just I'm, great. I, I'm definitely be interested in following you with that and, and keeping up with it. So you'll have to let us know what, where you that's know, I, I remember last year we were at Fort Knox and you were... Mm-hmm. Oh, you were freaking out after the race, and I helped you with some of that, with some of the yep. techniques. And For you were sure. like, like you were sitting there, like, "What juju magic have you done to me?" <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely remember it. My heart rate was kind of sky high, and I just, I, it was I, a warm I day. overexerted myself during that race, and I just could not get myself calm. And within like two minutes, I had you like chill. For sure, no, it was, it was pretty cool. It's a it's a really different technique, and I'm actually going to another class this week in Indianapolis. Okay, uh, so, so I'm going to be awesome. So after that, we'll 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 need to do a a little special just focusing <laughs> on that kind of stuff. Yeah, hopefully I'm going to sit down with uh, Jesse Coomer. So um, really funny story, but uh, Jesse Coomer, who's the guy who I've been learning this from, actually went to we went to a small two room schoolhouse growing up together. What? Uh, yeah. So. Um, Jesse and I went to this little bitty um, Christian two-room schoolhouse growing up in this little uh, farming community in Vincennes, Indiana. And turns out Jesse is one of the first 14 guys here in the USA to get certified in this method. Wow. Um, So I was just like, this is quite the coincidence. And then I started learning it from him and I've just learned more and more and more about it and dove really into it. And it's, there's the cool thing about the Wim Hof method is they back it with scientific studies. It's yeah. not just frou-frou. It's not, um, you know, you might've seen this guy on Joe Rogan, or you might've seen this guy um, through the Matt Kearney book or the vice documentaries are now the new yes documentaries that they've been putting out there. They're all on YouTube. Check them out. They're great. Really interesting guy. But the cool thing is they do scientific studies on him and they back it up. And that's what I really like about it. It's, um, you know, it's not just smoke and mirrors. It's not just frou-frou, feel-good magic. It's There's actually something to it. I think we should, in, in the future, see if we can get him on here and, and discussion. We can definitely get Jesse on here, and I'm hoping to get some stuff with Jesse this weekend. Okay. Um, but eventually, who knows? Maybe we'll get Wim on here if, if we keep the Supercast going that long. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, baby. Sounds good. So we, we definitely have to mention something else that happened this weekend. Uh, what else happened this week? Uh, Barkley Marathon. Holy smokes. 
when okay. Boone goes there just to help out, you know it means something. Right? Okay. So, listeners. So, Listen if up, you kids. have not watched the Barkley Marathons documentary Get on, on Netflix, Get then <laughs> you just need to do it. Get it. It's great. So, it's, I, it's, admittedly, I watched this documentary, I don't know, two years ago, something I've like that. I've watched it like five times. <laughs> it's uh, the most, like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Like the, the That race, feels like a grassroots OCR at the beginning. It's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's the race that eats its young is what it's called. So if you have not watched this documentary, then before you listen to us again, it's your homework assignment. You need to watch it. Yeah, go go. stop what you're doing. Go for, turn that on. Instead of Free Solo, go back to Free Solo because it's still great. But the first yes. watch the Barclay. Go to the Barclay Marathons. So basically, big overview. This race started in 1986. Yep. This brainchild of this. Lazarus just, Lake. Lazarus Lake made this race. Laz is what, you know, what he goes by. And it consists of five loops. In Frozen Head Park, State Park, I'm yep. not sure. It's in Tennessee. Yep. Knoxville area. And he creates this course, which is totally different every year. Looks like a rat's head. And it consists of five loops. Yep. And you make five loops. Sometimes you go one way. Sometimes you go the other way. You alternate. You alternate routes. And along the route, there are checkpoints yep. that are signified with a book. You got to rip and your Rip your every page racer, number out. Right. Every racer gets a bid number, and that bid number corresponds to the number, the page number that you rip out from the book. You don't know how many books there are. You don't know where the books are. You don't know how to get to the books. It's it's all They, they give you the a, GPS coordinates beforehand. Right. They give you that. but and, and that touches on the other part of this. Not only are you doing these loops, each loop being approximately 20 to 26 miles. They tell you it's 20, it's more like 30. Right. But you don't know, it's not like it's marked at all. No, it's, in it's unmarked. Form. So you have to be like master orienteering, orienteering guy or girl and get yourself through this madness, not once, not twice, five times. Five times. Day, night, day, night, day. 60 hours long. And there are cutoffs. Hard cutoffs. Yep, 12 hours. You have to be back to camp and a cutoff time of when you're allowed to go back out again. Yep. So just to give you an idea, this race started in 1986. There has been 15, one five, 15 finishers ever. 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 In this time. So last year, nobody finished. This year, nobody finished again. <laughs> but so, but last year we had something new from the OCR community. Correct, Miss Amelia Boone. So part of the, the Michael Jordan of OCR, <laughs> right? Part of the intrigue of Barkley is you don't know how to get in. You don't just sign up for the Barkley. Yeah, it's you it's have lottery. to apply and you have to be accepted. Yep, and. Just learning about how to apply is an ordeal in and of itself. But somehow, some way, Amelia figured it out and got in last year. And everybody in the OCR world was excited because Queen of Pain is taking it on. And here she goes. She makes it one lap in. And I'll never forget the post is, 
when she got back was that's some course you got out there, Laz. (laughs) (laughs) So I think she finished the second lap, but I don't think it counted. I don't think it was within the time constraints. I don't think she was an official two lap finisher. No, but she got one done. Right. So then, you know, nobody finished last year. So this year we're getting ready for the Barkley. And lo and behold, another OCR princess. Morgan McKay. Has made her way in, Morgan Mackay. Morgan, we love you, girl. So those who don't know Morgan, she is a WTM badass. She is a Guinness Book of World Records holder for um, a 10K with 100 pounds on her back. I've hung out in ultras with Morgan a few times before I even knew who she was. And I was just like, this girl's kind of goofy and fun. I like her. <laughs> yeah, she is awesome. She is fun. And she got herself into the Barkley. Um, so this year, 40 runners started like always. And no there finishers. were, yeah, six people finished the quote fun loop. Three laps. Which is if you finish three laps, you get credit for the fun run. Yep. Um, six people did that, and that was it. Yep. That's... Two people started a fourth lap but didn't finish it, and nobody attempted a fifth. Quite the rodeo, guys. Quite the rodeo there at the Barkley. But also, we had we found out, though, now that's said and done, another OCR hopeful threw his hat into the ring. Yeah, he had tried to apply – but didn't get in, so, and that is none other than our boy, freaking Ryan Atkins, the king of OCR. The freaking undisputed Hank what of endurance. Some might wrestling. call the goat of OCR. That's fair. That's pretty fair. Um, threw his hat in the ring, but did not get in. So let's talk about him for a second. Do you think he's got what it takes to go the distance and make make the five lap Lucy? You know, okay, so uh, there's the bigger challenge of Barkley is not the distance. Yes, it's like a hundred plus miles. The biggest challenge of it is the orienteering part of it. That's what knocks people out. And Ryan has been doing some stuff like that in the winter, and I think he could hang. I think he could hang. Yeah, I mean, Ryan hiked like, I don't know, every mountain in Canada, it seems like. And he did some kind of crazy distance hike, bike thing. I mean, every time you look at his, his social media, he's on some kind of new wild I adventure. think Ryan's got the cojones to pull out the Barkley and do it. I will say that of any OCR person out there. From the OCR community, I think Ryan's got the cojones. The only other person that I would name. Well, I take that back. Two more people I would put out there that if I were to pick OCR qualified people to try the Barkley, I would say Ryan Atkins. Yep. I would say Robert Killian. Ugh. He's an Army Ranger. He That's is. what he does. I, I all I gotta say is Rat Jaw. I think Rat I think him and Rat Jaw would have a really tough time. Probably. It's a rough quad. And I would say third would be Evan Preparis. Also a Green Beret special ops soldier. Man, my money. Also, I give it to Atkins. Also, I'm just giving it to Atkins. I mean, I, I would probably put Atkins on top, but those are the three names that I would say would even have a chance. Okay. that's And 
prepare us, I'd give for some of the mental aspect. I'd, I'd give him that. And same with Killian, same with Killian. Um, yeah. But man, I, it's on my, maybe next year I'll finally go down there because it's not that far from me here and just go and help out with Boone or something. I just need to go and do something I like think that. that would be so and make much a special from that to help out. Oh, for I think sure. I think next year, 2020, I'm going to do – that's my hope is 2020, I'm going to knock off some bucket list item things and just hit some grand stuff. And going and seeing the Barkley is on my bucket list. Well, I mean, and that's a great way to, you know, prevent burnout and keep it exciting. Exactly, just helping out a little bit. I'm yeah, like, just sure. showing up, hey, guys, so who's this year? I'm Bo Secker. I'm going to film the thing, <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> Um, I'm here to help, awesome. I guess. I'll, I'll stew some potatoes or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can totally understand that. Like, this year, honestly, I'm not running World's Toughest for the first time. And, you know, I've, I've ran it now three years in a row. Yeah. I'm not running it this year, but I'm going to pit. And I am so excited to do Good, that. because I'm going to be I miserable. It's going to be fun. I'm going to help you and feed you. And it's going to be great. <laughs> Throw chicken noodle soup down my maw. And... <laughs> Heck Yeah. I got you. Oh, we'll take it. We'll take it. So anyway, though, here's the crazy thing here in a week and a half, you are going into your first big race of the year. Well, other things that have happened this week, million dollar miles out now. Yeah. And we got to see actually one of my old friends, Randy Orm run it. Yep. So million dollar mile. And I I think we can, we can talk more about it next week. Once we get another episode on the TV, kind of get a, a better idea of what we're watching. Um, but there's definitely high interest in this TV show in our sport because a lot of people you know, on the there. Defenders, they're OCR a lot people. Of our friends out there. So episode one, we saw four runners and four defenders. And the defenders we got to see this week were Isaiah. Yep. And he Killian. was successful. Isaiah was the defender and he stopped the contestant from winning money yep. the second um defender we saw um we saw Faye Stenny. yeah and randy and randy so and Faye. give you guys Faye a, was successful he's an old friend of mine here from columbus indiana and i think i've talked to her a few times we're probably gonna have her on the supercast on a round table here in a few weeks yeah that'd be great be fun. i met randy myself and she's a good girl she's a cool gal but Faye stopped her, so that was two defenders that yep. were successful. Randy's fast. Yeah. Then you had um, the other female, um, oh, Emma Chapman. Yeah, yeah, She yep. is the TMX, TMX champion. Girl, yeah. She was able to defend the million. However, the runner was successful in winning $20,000. Okay. Or twenty five. I think it was $25,000. Good amount of money there. And then the fourth one was Killian. Blank. Oh yeah, Killian. Killian. That's right. Um, and he got ten k off that. He correct. The, the runner also was able to get some money. I think ten thousand dollars yep. on that one. That is correct. So we will see if anyone's able to defeat a defender this year and take away a million. I feel doubtful, but we'll see. I, I am as well. From what we've seen so far and the obstacles we've seen so far. But we'll watch another episode and and maybe talk more about it here in the next few weeks. Yep. Yep. So, Um, yeah, the 
my next race you mentioned is in a week and a half, and I'm going to be kicking off the Spartan Stadium Series. At City Field. At City Field. So I'm, I'm super And I can't believe that, that same one. day, though, they've got the third leg of the U.S. National Series in Seattle. So we've got Bill going to that. Nice. So we'll have a lot to talk about that following Tuesday. And I can't believe I'm not even in my first race of the season yet. I've got New Jersey two weeks after that. (laughs) I just feel like I'm just holding off and just like sitting here, just twiddling my thumbs, like putting on distance and just like, okay, we going to go soon. We going to do this. (laughs) Well, you're going to tear it up when you do. But speaking of tearing it up in gear real quick, I want to go ahead and give a massive shout out right now to Human Octane. So, Leah, I got something in the mail today. What's that? Did you see my Instagram story? I did. Your blue suit. Yeah. So, I, um, the guys from Human Octane, I've got some gear here, and they sent me the new shirts. And let me tell you, okay, your gear, Leah, you always do a very nice job of coordinating everything, don't you? I do. Like, you're proud of that. I, I love my race outfit, I will say. You look you look good in it, kid. Well, thank you. I'm colorblind. Are you really? Yes, horribly, horribly colorblind. Why is this something I never knew about um, you? And now I've got matching gear for the first time in my life. <laughs> can you see it? I can, I can. Um, what? And it's like, I'm like, Holy cow, is this what people like feel like when they like I feel like a freaking superhero in this stuff. So yeah. shout out to the guys at Human Octane. Um, Human Octane. If you're a dude and you want to wear a shirt and look good <laughs> and like have matching gear, this is it. Um, I'm probably gonna be throwing down my mile time trial tomorrow for Dennis Welch tomorrow in my in my Sonic the Hedgehog blue human octane gear around well, the track that's... here. Well, you're going to absolutely have to crush it then. Oh, you're hopefully. Be harnessing your inner Sonic. Exactly. But no, I love it. I uh, can't wait to do a full gear review on BroCR here in the next few weeks. Um, great stuff. And also, we're going to talk about another product that came in the mail for me today. Um, I got more of my Endure Elite because um, they had a great sale that ended yesterday where if you bought anything, you got a free thing of Alpha Beats. Oh, and you were talking about wanting those. Yep. So I, I had some, and then they had another sale, so I bought some more because I, I'm backing the product that much. Um, holy cow. Um, yeah? I'm really impressed with Enduralite. Um, yeah. I'm really – I'm still going to give it some more time before I do a full review on BroCR. I need to get to get to making some videos and get my, my drones and stuff out here again and doing some, some reviews of these products. But, man – like I, so I spent a time here purging everything out of my system, purging all sorts of um, anything I've ever been using before. If people are following me, I've used endurance on the regular. I've used Beetlead on the regular. I've used, mm-hmm. I've concocted my own crazy stuff with Chris Chapman on the regular. Um, Weren't you like a pet pod guy? I was for a, a while, pet pod while? guy for a while, and I I cut it all out of my system and was only basically doing water on my long runs. Or maybe okay. like one noon tablet on my long runs. And now I'm like, like after WTM, I cut everything out. I was like, all right, we're going to get back to basics. And the Endurlead is the first step that I'm putting into my system. And I'm like, holy cow, this feels like a lighter fluid in my veins. I feel like I'm running on jet fuel. So okay. massive shout out to the guys at Endurlead. Massive shout out to the guys at Human Octane. 
because like I feel like I'm coming back and I feel like that spark is just like starting to set off and it's like all right we're priming the engine we're getting ready for Mm. the first races fantastic I'm freaking pumped here um so I guess that kind of we're coming here on the end of our time here Leah is there anybody want to give a shout out to this week um because I've been shouting here for about three minutes (laughs) Yeah, no, you're good. Um, um, let's see. What did I, I talked about? Gooder last time. Mm-hmm. Um, loving them still, obviously. Yeah. Um. Nah. You're good this week. Do what now? You're good this week. I'm good this week. I just, you know, massive props to to the sponsors that I have that we support here with. Um, with BroCR. Oh, you know what? I will give an extra shout out to because I got just got a new one in the mail. Um, junk headbands. Junk bands. They have been, still they have the been a out. yeah. They've been a sponsor with BroCR for quite some time. Um, and I have to say, I have been you know wearing them even before we got them with BroCR, and they are just hands down the best headbands out there. They stay put. They don't slide around. They um, are moisture wicking and pull the sweat off. And their patterns, I'm going to be honest, it's a little overwhelming going on their website because they have like every freaking pattern under the sun. Um, So it can kind of be overwhelming to pick just one. Um, So I've got a nice collection. But my newest (laughs) one is the Pugacorn headband, which I am certain is made... I'm certain they made it for me. It's a you love pug your pugs. with a unicorn horn. I mean, come on. Him special. Him special. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we love junk headbands. They're, yeah. they're a great product. They're hand-stitched, actually, I found out. Um, yep. So check them out company. if you don't already own one. Um, check out junk, junk, brand, junk bands um, and code BROCR will get you a discount. It'll get you something there. You know, put that in your pocket. We love them. They're, they're great products. Check them out. Um, and I guess next week we can start trying to figure out some specials and stuff we can do again because we pulled Dennis Welch in yep. for a special. I guess it's time to pull in another person for a special. Yep, sounds good. I we'll get a grocery roundtable and 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 get some topics out there. Absolutely. So until then, I'm Jacob Bosecker. and I'm Leah Hensley. Check us out. You guys and have a great week. Review. We'll see you on the course. Take care, guys. Bye. This has been the BroCR Supercast, powered by BroCR Media. A big thank you to all of our sponsors and viewers like you. Thank you.